Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are here listening to the In Control Family Foundation's Safe Driving Podcast. I want to introduce Bella, and thank you for coming today, Bella. Hello. Hello. And Jake, hello to you. <laughs> hello to you, too. So, Bella and Jake, you may have heard me reference uh, unnamed, I believe, throughout the podcast, but Bella is 18, Jake is 17 for all intents and purposes, and he just took his license test last weekend, and Bella, you've had your license for a year and a half, and I wanted to have them on board to answer a couple of questions, talk a little bit about their experience and hopefully help out you parents out there who are wondering what's going through the minds of your teenager when you're trying to hold them accountable for all the things that we've been talking about you should be doing with them as you teach them to drive. So, Belle, I'm going to start off with you. Can you tell me a little bit about any experience you had driving before you actually had your permit? Well, I remember that you took us to practice driving on the golf carts. I don't know if I did that much other driving besides maybe around a parking lot once or twice in one of our cars. Do you remember if that felt like it helped you at all or do you don't really have much opinion on it? I think it was helpful with getting to know the mechanism of the car and shifting into drive and the brake and the gas and all that. But I don't think it was very applicable to then driving on the roads because there's a lot more going on when you're actually with other cars on a street. But I, I would say that maybe once or twice driving in a parking lot would be helpful. Jake, how about you? What were your initials? This is pre-permit. Pre-permit. Pre- yeah, like same thing. I think I drove in like the mall parking lot when it was like Thanksgiving or something. So no one like was completely empty or something like that. It was just it felt really uncomfortable. But I feel like that's what it is for like the first time driving, I guess, because I didn't really know, like, you kind of, like, getting the acceleration down, it's simple, but the first time doing it, you got to do it for, like, I'd say, like, at least an hour. I'm going to point this one to you, and Bella, don't take offense, but how does it compare to video games? I mean, in the video games, I play with driving cars, you always crash continuously, which uh, doesn't really happen as much on the real roads. But I feel like video games kind of make you think if you accelerate, push it to the floor kind of thing, you'll just like immediately zoom. But it's kind of like a smoother fashion or something. I'm not sure. So would you say your experience with video games apply to helping you drive better or you felt like it really didn't? I mean, not really. I do remember GTA like driving before I was doing all my like permit lesson stuff and then driving after and you kind of look at things differently. Bella, did you play you you played a little GTA? I'm I'm a bad enough parent that both of you have experience with this. I think when you're playing something like Grand Theft Auto, it's a lot easier to accidentally drive off the road and things like that. I don't think it's as similar to driving a real car because for I don't know. It's it's definitely not the same thing, and I wouldn't say that playing a video game gives you any sort of experience yeah. driving an actual car. Not, not, not all, really. I think that's a good point. And, and you know, it's probably good to, to say that it, it's pretty hard to drive your car off the road if you're paying attention and you've had the right road lessons and everything else. It's a lot easier in a video game to lose control, but ultimately you can get a lot more hurt in real life. So uh, I think we'll go from there. It's true because it's a video wow. game. This is true. I'm just saying, just saying these are deep thoughts with dad. <laughs> Bella, let's talk about your first time on public streets. You passed your permit test. How long after you passed the test were you behind the wheel of a vehicle? Pretty much immediately. I think you took me out driving like the day that I got it, which was good. And we went on 
really roads that weren't busy at all. I think it was like a Sunday night or something intentionally so that no one would be out on the road. But I remember I did, I clung to the outside of the street so much and I was driving the truck too, but I was running into tree branches and stuff. Just a, just a tad bit. No, just to be clear, we both remember that quite well. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, how about you? What was your first time driving? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was in, we were driving in a place where it was like only 10 miles per hour. Because it was like this residential area. And even then, I was kind of like, I'm driving this massive truck. And it's just kind of a difficult thing to, to start with. But um, like any car in general, I feel like first time you're getting in it, especially if you're like driving for the first time, it's difficult. So again, for parents out there, we had done some of the parking lot driving prior. So I was a little bit more comfortable getting them onto regular roads sooner than later. But that added some complexity being behind the wheel of a Chevy 2500 pickup truck, crew cab nonetheless. So they had a pretty long and, and wide vehicle to, for their first time. Bella, let's talk a little bit of it. When you first started driving and you've had a couple different vehicles, you've been behind the wheel, but both as a permitted driver and then even as a licensed driver, what were the hardest things? I would say something that I struggled with while taking my driving lessons that they always pointed out was that I wasn't very good at squaring my turns. Like I would be taking a left through an intersection and it would just be really not well coordinated at all. And I would either swing way too wide or just cut across the intersection so awkwardly that it like made other drivers on the road nervous. So that was something. And then Jake also mentioned figuring out how to accelerate. And I think that's also a really difficult thing that you have to figure out how to do because you don't want to come to screeching stops and you also don't want to slam on the gas the second the light turns green. And then also just judging the position of my car on the road at first. Like I said, I was running into branches. I didn't really know how far the right side of the car was off the road because I was so used to either having sat in the back of a car or in a passenger seat. The perspective from the driver's seat was so new to me that I wasn't at any point completely sure exactly how I was centered on the, the road, which all of those things got better with time. But at first, it was kind of a struggle. And before I go to Jake, they got better with time. At the point that you took your road test and passed it, did you feel pretty proficient in everything that you just said you struggled with? Or even when you were driving on your own for a little while, it was still a little shaky? Definitely. I think I was proficient in all of those things. I would say that the only thing I struggled with on the actual driver's test was maybe the acceleration thing because of the nerves. But that was something that I was generally pretty good at otherwise on the road. Jake, you know, you, you haven't done a lot of driving on your own yet, but as far as with driver's ed and with your parents and with the road test examiner, what has been a struggle? The stuff that Bella was talking about, like I had that like early on, just like she did. And also early on, it was like, I would just be looking straight forward directly in front of the car instead of like far out. So I can see like ahead of me. Cause when you get more experience, it's like, you know where your vehicle is going instead of thinking like something random is going to happen right in front of you, which just doesn't happen. I didn't really have any, like the parallel park on my, my driver's test was a, a little iffy, but from the just like regular driving functions of it, I think I'm, I'm, I'm cool in there. Uh, we will we will see how cool you remain, but yes, you did well. We, we I was actually convinced that Jake might have not passed the test 
because he was done so quickly with it. He came, he only spent between 90 seconds and two minutes on the road itself. And so I was convinced he failed when he came back in and he was just like, no, I'm all done. So he was very casual about it. So I would add that, especially when it came to being on the highway, I had no idea how my mirrors worked at all. I knew that they were there and I knew I was supposed to use them, but I would look and I would feel like I was going too fast to even be able to get a good look. I wanted to keep my eyes forward on the road. And half the time I didn't even know what I was seeing in my mirrors. Like I would look and I would see a flash of a car, but I wouldn't know if it was directly next to me or two lanes over or what I was exactly looking at. So it felt like every time I merged onto the highway, it was just like a leap of faith because I didn't really know what was going on around me. So I would say that if I had practiced that more in a parking lot or on quieter street roads, like knowing exactly where my rear view was showing me and where my side mirrors were showing me, that would have been really helpful for more intense driving like on highways or business main streets. Did that click for you while you were still on your permit or was it after you got your license that that whole mirror thing made more sense? I would say it clicked on my permit, but only because I went on the highway so many times. That was something that we practiced a lot. Like I would do that with you, dad, or even my driving instructors would take me. But I know a lot of people my age who either got their licenses and still don't like to go on the highway or really only started going on the highway after they got their license and were completely by themselves. And I think that's kind of scary. I feel like you should practice that with your driving instructor or with a parent or whoever's going to take you driving before you just decide to do it on your own. Yeah, yeah. For me too, like the highways, it was like really difficult at first, especially with like the mirrors and stuff. But I don't know, like my kind of recommendation is like when you have your permit and whenever your parent is going to drive you somewhere, like, don't let them drive, I guess, like, you kind of drive. Like, I know some of my friends would just, like, have their permit, but they're like, oh, I want to be, like, on my phone or if I'm driving or something, so they just don't drive. But if, like, we would be on the highway so many times weekly, it felt like maybe, like, I don't know, whenever I had to go somewhere that was, like, out of town. So that just helped. Now, like, the highway is just super easy. So, Bella, you, you did a good segue there because that was my next question. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with your friends driving? Um, You don't have to name names. No, I will But you'll probably know who I'm thinking about. Uh, I definitely have friends who are overly cautious and friends who are not cautious enough when it comes to driving. For people who are overly cautious, I almost feel as unsafe in their car as I do with someone who's driving more recklessly because I can see when you hesitate too long on a turn you're going to make or you slow down too much in front of someone, there's things that you can do that seem like a safer way to drive that are actually endangering you because other drivers are going to feel like you're more unpredictable And if you're merging on the highway going 40 miles per hour, that's putting you in danger. But then there's also people who drive too recklessly, go too fast, and that brings on other dangers, obviously. I would say a lot of teens that I know think that they're really great drivers, and they definitely aren't. It's just kind of a matter of personal pride that they don't really put that much effort into. Yeah, so I know people people who don't even have their permits or who have just gotten their permits and have been driving around with the people in the passenger seats have been like, oh, I'm a good driver. And I like taught him how. And I'm like, you are like 16 years old and you haven't even driven. Like these people still don't even have, some of them don't even have their JOLs. And it's just crazy to me. I, I mean, just there's, it's always about like experience. And I feel like I'm a pretty good driver, but at the same time, like 
uh, my dad has talked about like you compare the greatest like 16 year old driver to like a driver who's been driving for like six years and the six year driver is most likely infinitely better and it's just stuff like that for so many like newcomers who think they know all this but it's just a matter of pride calling themselves good drivers well let me ask you have you had any close calls uh any sort of things that even you might not have told me about yourself already that you think are worthy of sharing. No, I've definitely told you about any things I've gotten into. I once um, gave someone a little love tap in a parking lot, but it was, it was another truck. He was fine. Definitely. There's been little things where I've had to slam on the brakes or like lay on the horn with someone, but most of them haven't been my fault. I would say I drive on the defense rather than the offense. So I appreciate hearing that. Jake, I would expect you not to have had too many close calls, but can you maybe talk about your experience with the woman who took you out from the driving school? It was a double lesson, so it was my seventh and eighth lesson out of the total 12 you had to take. And all of the ones before that, after the first two, were kind of just like, you are driving in your car, we're just going to like drive for 30 minutes. And you kind of like, it was, it was, it was very, it was chill, like as long as you're not driving like an idiot. And so... I would kind of like roll a little bit past stop signs, kind of drive like, I don't know, not super up to like stop before the stop, stop sign line and stuff like that. Because it was kind of like, that's what they expected, I feel like, and they didn't care about it. But then I did it with a, a, a person who was, um, I think it was like, they didn't tell me it was like evaluating me for the road test or something, a practice test, I think they called it. But that kind of woke me up because... I, I got I got attacked essentially. The person was saying like even talked to my dad like have you guys been driving at all like outside of outside of uh, Lexington the town you guys are in? and I'm like wow okay but um yeah so I guess it's just better to treat every road lesson like try to keep it. I'm going to summarize the conversation you and I had about it a little bit, but I think it woke you up yeah to how important it is to follow the rules of driving. Because, A, you want to pass your road test, don't get me wrong, but B, all these concepts that she was pressing on you are things that you need to be doing to be a safe driver. And rolling through stop signs are only going to get you in trouble Mm -hmm. in the long run. So that was, you know, it was good because she came to me and was like, are you guys not driving? And I'm like, no, we're doing a lot of driving, but I'm glad you had that conversation with him because he needs to be doing the right thing, not just when his dad's in the car, when you're in the car, when he's driving alone. Bella, what do you think the biggest danger is for teens? I guess I can go with the obvious answer and say our phones. There's a a lot of people have those little things that they put their phone into so that it's right up in front of them near their face in their car. Cell phone mount. And I've seen people open Snapchat and take pictures of themselves while driving, text, everything basically. Pick new music like on their phone. It's And that can be really distracting, which is why this is kind of a plug for Hyundai slash Apple Play. But I really like that my car, I can do everything I need to do with the GPS and music and stuff like that through the screen on my car instead of having to have my phone up there. Because I think the notifications you get from your phone can be so distracting sometimes. And when you're already a teenager who's addicted to their cell phone and you're seeing those notifications pop up and your phone is right there while you're driving, it's so much harder to just stay focused on the road. Jake, how about you? 
Same with this phone mount kind of thing. Like if you don't have what Bella has with like the connect to your actual screen in the car, I think you need a phone mount because I've driven around with some kids who um have just kind of used their like held their phone in their hand to look at directions and stuff or had the passenger do it, which means when they're driving alone, they're just holding it in their hand. And it's the stu- like I've yelled at some of my friends and now they have mounts, but it's just so dumb because they are like, I like I'm kind of a backseat driver, but in the passenger seat, I guess. So I'm like yelling at him sometimes because I'll see him like roll forward and been like, "Hey, like there's someone coming," because they want to switch the song or something like that. And the second you glance at your phone, it's just, just stupid. And also, we're talking about this like drinking and driving. Like some kids will have one drink and then you'll see him drive home, and I'll just like tell him like, "Why are you doing that?" Like, I don't understand. Like, even if you don't think it's doing anything off of, like, something so little of an amount, it's still just so dumb to risk it all on that. Because if it somehow does affect your driving, or if you get pulled over and then they, like, breathalyze you for some reason, then you're screwed. Mm -hmm. I'll add a couple things here. So in addition to drinking, one of the things that parents today are struggling with is when we all got our licenses... Marijuana use may have existed, but it was nowhere near the use rate that we see today. And today, most young people are of the opinion that, well, it's legal. And it's not actually legal for them, but it's still legal the same way alcohol wasn't legal for teens back then. And there were plenty of kids drinking. The strange thing is you don't see as many kids drinking and driving as you used to. But there are three or four times as many kids getting high and driving. And that industry has actually spent some time promoting that you can drive fine while you're high. It was focused on the medical industry side of things and trying to promote that, you know, being high was good for some people and their medical ailments and allowed them to function and driving was one of those functions. But we found that that's something that, number one, any age driver shouldn't be doing, getting high and driving. They just can't stay in control of the vehicle. Their depth perception's off. Their attentiveness is off. Their motor skills But now combine it with a teenager who is using a substance maybe they haven't used for that long or maybe they've been using it for a long time, but they don't know much about driving. They don't have a lot of driving experience. So I think that's one piece that's really worth talking about. And then, Bella, to your point with the phones, totally agree. I think it's particularly hard for younger people because they are addicted to them. One of the recommendations we have for parents is try to spend some time with your teen before they get their license putting the phones away. When you're driving somewhere, everybody's phone's away and have some, you know, God forbid you actually talk to your kid for a little bit and try to keep their attention and have them focused on you instead of on the phone. And then the only other one I want to make sure we don't gloss over is other people in the car. You guys, when you're riding with your friends, don't mean to be, but if you get to joking or you get distracting or whatever, hey, guess what just happened? Your conversations can be upsetting to the driver, distracting to the driver. What you do can be distracting. Your giggles, laughing, rolling down windows, yelling at people that you know down the street. All those things can be a distraction to that young driver. And as people get more experienced, they tend to be better at being able to take control and say to people, hey, be quiet. Or even you as a passenger, as you described, Jake, it's great that you're a backseat driver and your friends still talk to you. Just blame it on your father. I appreciate that. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
not everybody takes that backseat driving positively. And so some people can be distracted by it. It can be an issue. So as you get older, other people in the car is less of an issue. But when you're a teenager, we have a lot of kids who are in crashes and get really hurt as a result of having other friends in the car. Even just you get into a car and there's four or five of your friends in the car with you, the whole weight of the car is dramatically different. That changes the way it handles compared to if you were just driving it by yourself or with your parents. I think because we've spent a fair amount of time, I'm going to roll into my last question. Bella, if there's anything you could suggest to parents that they should be focusing on with their new driver, and you know, out in the audience, you've got parents of soon-to-be permitted drivers, you've got parents of currently permitted drivers, and I imagine you've probably got some parents of licensed drivers who are still concerned because their teens have been in some crashes or maybe they're just worried about them in general. What word of advice would you give them to help make their teen the best driver they could be? I would say I feel like something you did with me was you took it slow enough with the practice that I was able to catch on to new skills and and build up my driving skills. But you also made sure that you were putting me into new situations and we were going to places with crazy rotaries and we put the plow on the truck and I had to figure out how to deal with different situations on the road. Because if you're just driving around your local neighborhood, you're going to be going through the same exact intersections, the same weird turns, all of the little quirks of your neighborhood. Those like your, your driver, your teenage driver will pick those up pretty fast, but they might not be able to catch on when they're driving with their friends to another town. And all of a sudden there's new weird turns and they don't understand how a blinking yellow works or something like that, that they've never seen while you've been driving around with them in the same area again and again. So I would say take your teen and have them drive. If you're going on a road trip or something like that, have them do that with you there so that they're going to understand how to get through weird traffic situations with someone there rather than on their own with no idea how to handle it. I do want to point out one thing with your experience, Jake, compared to Bella's you had the disadvantage of this pandemic for what would have been kind of the meat of some of the driving that we would have done together. And Bella, as she describes, and I don't tell every parent they got to throw a plow in the front of their family car and drive into Boston, but I think it was the night before your road test, Bella, we took a trip into Boston with the plow on and drove around a little bit. And, you know, there was a little bit of traffic, there were pedestrians, there was events ending, that sort of thing. And that's one of the things Jacob said to you, hopefully life will return to more normal. And with both of you, training you on how to be a good driver doesn't end just because you got your license. So Jake and I will spend some time hopefully going into the city or going somewhere where there's an event ending and we can experience pedestrians suddenly, you know, running in front of the car and uh, extra traffic and merging when there's two lanes, but there's five rows of cars trying to pull into them, all that good stuff. And and I think to Bella's point, you're going to get plenty of driving in and around town, but you want to spend as much time as you can experiencing new stuff. So listen, Bella and Jake, I thank you very much for your time. I thank you very much for not crashing any of your or the family's cars And I really appreciate you uh, giving your two cents here tonight. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this and we look forward to you hearing us again soon.